0: Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up. Celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook and our website is RaveItUpTV.com. Now today we have a chat over Zoom with Latin dancer and the director of Latin Dance Australia, Nestor Manuelian. We have a talk to him about how he found his love for dancing, especially bachata and also about how hard it is to organise the Sydney International Bachata Festival the first and largest betrata festival in the world. And then we get a little bit more serious and talk about how strong he is mentally and how he is getting through stage four bowel cancer at the moment and chemotherapy. That is something we love about him. He just never gives up and won't even let cancer stop him. As you can see, there is so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons. Irene, Bev and Michael If you haven't heard of Patreon before it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month and in return for supporting us we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff You don't have to give much either You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month Just visit patreon.com forward slash it up you can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three,
1: two, one. Do this. One, rave it up. <laughs>
0: Hey, guys, it's Georgie May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam
1: Stavani from Step it's Up. It's Keegan
0: Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Dr. Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. We're raving it up. Rave I'm it up. having
1: fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren Rave It
0: Up. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> ra- sorry. Thank you. I like that I effect. Raving. <laughs> We're raving it up. Nesta, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today?
1: Good. Thank you very much for having me.
0: You're so welcome. I'm very excited to interview you today, actually, because I love Latin Dance Australia, and I'll tell you a bit later on why it's very close to my heart, um, but also the very fact also that on the side, I also own my own Latin Dance School as well, so I'm a busy lady running two businesses, you know how it is, <laughs> but it's great to actually, you know, interview a, a fellow dancer as well, so Woo-hoo!
1: Thank you.
0: Now, since this is your first time on the show, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. And I think a great way to do that is to start from the beginning of your journey, if that's okay, to get a good yeah, idea of, of how you have made it to where you are today. So yeah. when I was doing my research on you, you were a bricklayer originally. <laughs> so yeah. how did you find your love for dancing? Did you have like other family members that were dancers too or listen to music in the house growing up?
1: It's actually very simple. I was a bricklayer. My twin brother, Jamie, was a dancer, and he started Latin Dance Australia. And so I was working with guys all day, and he was with women all day, and I thought, this isn't fair. <laughs> so I started dancing, um, chasing women, and I fell in love with the dance instead, um, and the rest is history, you know. So I, I I probably started for the same reason that most people start, which is a new social circle, single, looking for something to do, mm. uh, looking for something to, to have fun with. Um, mm. And I found it, but I found a lot more with it as well.
0: Well, it's a great new skill for anybody to learn for any age, isn't it? As you get older, it's good to ke- keep that brain working too. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know what getting older is. I'm getting younger, but yes, I agree with
0: you. <laughs> good, going back in time. That's how we should do it, Nesta. <laughs> now, did you get into bricklaying because you really didn't know what, you, what else you wanted to do in your life as a career or did you also have some other careers in mind?
1: No, I, I, I wanted to be a bricklayer. Oh um, good! so when I was, when I was 12, so my dad worked in the construction industry. and So I started working when I was 12. I used to go with him on the weekend to the construction sites. And that's when I fell in love with working in construction. And so I knew from the age of 12, 13, that I wanted to be a bricklayer. Um, and then, it, uh, my parents made me go all the way up to year 12. I would have, it was up to me. I would have gone out of year 10 and started a trade. Yep. But they said, nope, oh, year 12. Um, and then straight after that, I jumped straight into trade, which is bricklaying, and it's actually what I was anticipating and, and really looking forward to
0: Yeah. So is that hard to kind of – because I'm guessing you're not doing it now. Is that hard to give up because it was another love?
1: Um, I miss it. Believe it or not, I, I do miss being on site, whether it's raining, whether it's windy, whether it's sunny, you know, just I, I like to work hard, you know. And so that for me, and I like manual labour, for me to construct something, even if it was just a wall, it was something I was like, cool, I get to build this. Yeah. You
0: know?
1: And you get to look um, at the, and, the and
0: go, wow, I did that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and even now, like I'll go past areas because I did bricklaying for seven years and you know, I look at houses that I used to build and you know it's still brings back good memories. Um, would I go back to it? Maybe on a casual basis, but dancing for me is is it now and mm-hmm. um but bricklaying I I think it's a little bit of a dying art, so to speak, When less people want to do it now because it is so physical, but I actually loved it. Well,
0: at least you've got those skills now that you can just, you know, help your family with different things. Yeah, you correct. Yeah, your own little mini projects, right? Yeah. <laughs> Around the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you did mention just quickly before that your brother actually started Latin Dance Australia. Yeah, so, James Jesus. Yeah, how did you manage to become
1: the director? <laughs> um. Circle of life, really. T- you know, teacher overtakes uh, student overtakes teacher. No. Yep. <laughs> um, so, look, you know, I, 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 I fell in love with dance. I, I started doing it professionally. Um, you know, before owning Latin Dance Australia, I also worked for many other schools. I, I ran Latin Motion, I worked for Salsa Vibes, Club Salsa, um, uh, as I said, Latin Motion. And so eventually, um, LDA needed a, a, a partner and they asked me to come on board as a business partner and that's when I left Brick Lane, you know, and left Brick Lane completely behind. Um, I was already working full-time for Latin Motion at the time,
0: yep.
1: um, running their school, but then, you know, Brick Lane was always there just in case. I didn't know what was going to happen, but when LDA asked me to become a director and I got the opportunity to really make this into a a full-time gig forever, you know. As a school owner, I I took it. I left Brick behind and went from there.
0: So, did you f- uh, face any challenges that you can probably share with us in the beginning of you know running the whole business and being the director? Because you know it's a lot of trial and error when it when it comes to that.
1: Of course, yeah. Look, I before becoming business owner, I ran Latin Motion the School for three years while the owner Oliver was living overseas, um, and so therefore. That was where most of my trial and error started because I went from working on site to working in an office and literally I didn't even know what a keyboard was. um, (laughs) at that point in time. You know, and so using even using a keyboard, I now type fast but with only two fingers. (laughs) Yep.
0: So (laughs) you a keyboard was just on the
1: phone. (laughs) So a lot of it was very self taught. Now a lot of trial and error and running somebody else's business is the pressure of you know, making it work as well.
0: Mm. Um, making sure it's still running by the time he gets back?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, look, we, we were fortunate enough that with with the team that we put together while he was away, we were able to take the school from where it was, you know, to maybe like two, three times bigger. Oh, wow. So by the time he came back, it was, you know, very different to when he left, mm. um, which was a great experience for me. I was really happy that I was able to do that for him. Um And then things changed and then I ended up, you know, uh, I got offered a a partnership, obviously, at Latin Dance Australia. Um, My contract was finished with Latin Motion anyway. Um, So then when I became an owner, I already had three years' experience of running a business. So the next challenges was from running it by myself with a team that was working for me to running it with a team to work Mm -hmm. with. Um, as directors and then you know it's a matter of adjustment and learning how to work as four minds instead of one yeah,
0: was that easier or was it actually harder because everyone had their own opinions and wanting to run things differently?
1: oh look I, I think it's like any relationship there's a honeymoon period first <laughs> um, yeah. and, and and then you know as things progress, the company was going great and everyone had their ideas and were able to implement them. But then, of course, over time, people heading in different directions and then there was changes in directorships. And then, you know, it went from being Jamie, Marcia, myself, and uh, Lydia to me, Jamie, Lydia, to me, Jamie, Katrina, to, you know, Jamie, Lydia, Katrina, myself, Johnny, Amy, Pernanda, Um, <laughs> so then, you know, Lydia stepped down and then Fernanda stepped down and then now it's just me and Katrina. Yep. <laughs> um But the, you know, me and Katrina have always had a very uh you know, we are, we, we say that we share a brain. You know, <laughs> I and like we, that. we think exactly alike, we run our teams alike. So therefore the progression of learning how to run a company has been never ending because with all the changes of this school, you know, from being more to growing to getting more space to getting a second studio, to expanding, to COVID. Oh, yes.
0: You know,
1: and then, getting you know, losing a studio but keeping, you know, centralizing everything in one. And then the partnership going from five to two, which is what we know since February 1. Health issues on top of that. Mm. Um, you yeah, know, we'll talk about that, soon. On top of that. So we're constantly learning, and constantly have challenges. But I think the best thing is that we get to do what we love. Mm. And so the challenges are there. But at the end of the day, we're fortunate enough that, you know, our job is to make people happy through dance and and we get to dance every day. So so worth it. (laughs) Yeah, all the lessons are well worth it. Um, And I think we will continue to have lessons as we go, but it makes our life, I think, much better.
0: Definitely. So do you have any, like, top business tips for our audience today?
1: Do what you love and then you Mm. won't work a day in your life. And I know that sounds cliche. It's but, so true, though. <laughs> yeah, look. You know, I, I I go to bed every night knowing that I get to wake up the next day and dance. Yeah. Um. And and my job is to make people happy. Mm. You know, so I wake up in the morning and then I go back to sleep, knowing that the next day I get to do it all over again.
0: And it's yeah. not just like oh, I gotta do gotta do it all over again. It's it's no, I get that's... to do it all over again. Woo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And, you know, as, as a business owner, as you would know, you know, your job is not 9 to 5. No. <laughs> your job is 24-7. It's yeah. on your mind when you go to sleep and it's on your mind when you wake up.
0: Yep, absolutely. You know? The but, only thing you can really have control over is just maybe when you say, okay, I'm not going to take calls after 8 p.m. or something. Like that's the only thing you can really take control of. Everything else is, as you said, it's always in your head.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, But look, even then, you know, I even when I decide to do that, I then have emails on my phones and then when they click I'm like, okay, check the emails.
0: <laughs> so otherwise, even if sometimes I'll see it pop up, you know, a new email and I'm like, oh, I'll read it later. And then my whole mind is always on, what did that email say?
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. So I might as if, well just read it now. <laughs> yeah. So if you're doing something that you love, you know, like I don't think dancing will make me a millionaire. But I do think it gives me what I believe is a millionaire lifestyle. Oh,
0: I love that line. Oh my yeah. god. You Are
1: know, you I don't that have one to have the fanciest cars, but I'm probably happier than most people who have those cars.
0: Absolutely. You're, you're yeah. you're rich yeah. in what matters.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're rich in happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and passion. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that you can't, you know, you you can't put a value on that.
0: Mm, absolutely. Well, you and your team are doing such an amazing job there at Latin Dance Australia. Everyone, check them out if you haven't already. As I said, I hold it very close to my heart because I actually took my partner to his very first social at your establishment for like a Kazumba bachata night. And that was actually the night that we actually admitted we liked each other more than friends. And then the rest is history, we've been together for like two and a half years. So I'm like, hey, you could probably say each time we went to Latin Dance Australia, we just fell in love a bit more each time. So yeah. thank you very much.
1: <laughs> so Interesting you say that. This morning I got an email from a person saying, look, you know, I'm just wondering whether you hold events for singles and Latin dancing and this and that. So, look, we don't at the moment. I said, but the amount of singles that come to our school to meet people, I said, and this is actually where I met my wife. Oh, um, so cute. But, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah,
0: it's it, it, it there's a happen. demand there. You might need to do it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Just for singles. <laughs> Just for singles. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gym wear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. So you did start dancing salsa originally, and then yes. you actually started studying and dancing bachata in two thousand five. So yep. how did you find your love for bachata? I know exactly why you love it because it's my favorite dance. But did you just hear the music one day and went, "Oh, what's that? Like, I got to check that out."
1: Yeah, actually, no. What happened was at the time, um, my girlfriend at the time lived in London, was moved to London to do some teaching, and she told me about this dance called bachata that she. Her, She was learning over there. And then it just happened to be that I was in Sydney. There was no bachata. And this guy walked through my door at the studio and said, hi, my name's Juan. I'm from Chicago. This is my first time in Australia. And we became friends from that moment. He's actually the owner of Tropical Soul now. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so talking to him one day, I said, look, you know, you know what do you do? And he told me I do bachata. I'm like, really? I said, I've been wanting to learn this. Because my girlfriend's learning it, and I want to surprise her when she comes back. Oh. Um, and so, but Jetta was very different back then, very basic. So, Juan taught me my basics.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I, but from the moment I started learning it, I fell in love with the music and, you know, fell in love with the dance. And obviously, my purpose was to impress my partner at the time. Mm. Um, but that's how it all began um, to impress my partner. And as a result, I started it and I just fell in love with it. Mm. Oh, you know,
0: and, you know, many styles now, which is great. Do you have yeah. any, like, dance styles outside of Latin dancing that might actually surprise us?
1: <laughs> okay. Um, not trained-wise, but I used to be mean on the glow sticks and the podiums. <laughs> 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 back in the Wild FM days. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, I might you- be showing
1: my age a little bit, but... Yeah.
0: No, no, I feel like, you know, with with dancing... Everybody kind of wants to learn all the different types of dancing, you know, not yeah, just yeah. one genre. Um, so that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also want to know, because, you know, I've, I've looked up on YouTube some of your great dancing and also on your Facebook page. Still waiting for you to accept my friend request, but that's okay. I'm joking.
1: <laughs> i through enough. I've got like... you got heaps. I you know. <laughs> about hundreds and then, because I reached the limits of 5,000, so... Oh my goodness! I'll I'll get rid of someone and I'll put you in.
0: (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) but um, it was good that I could already I could still see everything on your Facebook page, so I could research you as well. But I want to know you—you've come up with some really cool moves and some you know really unique turning patterns. How do you come up with them? Do you just dance and play around until something kind of comes to you, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I don't know what I just did, but that sounds that looks good. Or are you kind of looking at others as well, other dancers on YouTube and things like that?
1: Oh, so. You know my main, the, the, my main inspiration for the way I dance salsa or sorry bachata is what I learned from salsa.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. You
1: know that's kind but of what I, I found. Learned, it crosses yeah, over. Lambada was the first dance I learned. So a lot of the moves at first were from lambada and salsa. But then as things developed um not just with bachata but with my salsa I found West Coast Swing. Yes. Which has a lot of similarities um that had some really interesting stuff. So I would—I was really inspired by West Coast Swing, by Cha Cha, by Paso Dole, um, looking at their poses, looking at some of their turn patterns, looking at some of their shapes, and then I would try to learn them and then, you know, put a spin on them so they became more salsa or more bachata. Mm. Um, and that's how I started developing what I do is, you know, my inspiration came from such a wide variety. Of different places but I'm a firm believer that every time you think you've done something you know you've created something someone else has done it already that's kind <laughs> of true yeah <laughs> but it comes from somewhere even if you know if you know subconsciously you've seen it and it comes out chances are you'll find it somewhere so probably um, yes yeah, but to yourself you can... feel
0: great you're like oh I invented yeah. that
1: <laughs> yeah so learn as you know I learned from as many places that I can, they're the places that I'm inspired by and then I take everything I learn, I mix and match, I keep what I like and I leave what I do not mm. and that's how I dance, how I dance. Um, it's a mixture of, of, you know, all the amazing stuff I've, I've learned and seen throughout the years.
0: Well, you definitely do a good job, so keep it up.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so you are also, you know, one of the organisers of the famous Sydney International Bachata Festival. Whose idea was this event originally? Was it yours? Was it your brother's? It was back in, what, 2008 has started?
1: 2008, yeah. It was yeah, actually First and largest. <laughs> yeah. It was actually myself and Kwan Ruiz together. We both yep. loved Bachata at the time. We were both teaching and pushing Bachata and the idea was started off as to run a Bachata party. But then it got so, people got so interested that we decided to do a weekend. and then we started getting messages from interstate and overseas. So then we decided to turn mm-hmm. it into a festival. That's amazing. Um, it was it was supposed to be a party. That was it. Mm. There was no such thing as a bachata party back then, <laughs> you know. It um, was
0: like what, one, one social sort of thing.
1: Well, n- not even that. It would be a matter of going out and asking the DJs to play music.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So when we started with the idea of the festival, we didn't know where it was going to go.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and 15 years later, here we are. You know, we wow. were the first. Officially recognised by the Dominican Republic government as the, the first bachata festival in the world.
0: That's incredible.
1: Um, some of the promoters that came here from the US. They then took it back to the US and they started their festivals and then it started to spread like wildfire. And Now it's literally festivals all over the world.
0: Yeah. You should be so proud. Woo! I'm proud of yeah, you. <laughs>
1: look, it, is, it is definitely, you know, one of my, you know, I guess most um, memorable things that I've done in my life is that to, to be able to start something that's had such a, you know, big effect, not just in Australia, but around the world. And, mm. you know, it's one of my proud moments.
0: Oh, good. Because even this, you know, you always bring in some really cool artists and dance dancers and everything. And this year you had Pinto Picasso. I could not believe that when I saw that. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Was it hard getting him?
1: <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, we were wanting to get him. And we didn't know how to get in contact with him. It just happened to be that one of my students was in London when he was doing a concert. Um, he was filming a documentary. He was filming Pinto Picasso. And then he messaged me and goes, hey, Nesto, have you ever thought of bringing Pinto Picasso to Sydney? I'm like, of course we want to bring him. Because goes, I actually have his contact." I'm like, what? <laughs> and in a matter of five days, we had locked him in um, to come to Sydney.
0: That's amazing. So it, it's all, I, I, even in this industry, like I always say, it's about who you know, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Shout out to Matthew Reed. Thank you.
0: Yes. You, <laughs> well, you know me now too, so if you need yeah. have any, ever, ever any issues or try to find contacts, you know, I've I got heaps.
1: <laughs> cool. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> we You can help each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and- look, and that's the best way to work in this industry.
0: Exactly. I did also notice this year uh, from like all the promos and social media and everything, you performed twice yourself uh, with like what, two different dance partners. Is that like a little bit difficult and a bit confusing to be like, oh, which dance partner am I with now? Like what routine are we doing?
1: <laughs> so I, I performed once and then the second one was a freestyle. Oh, once okay. I performed in my team with my dance partner and business partner, Katrina, and then the other freestyle on stage was with my wife.
0: Oh, um, I did see that it was a beautiful video. Yeah. <laughs> While Pinto was singing.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. the concert was amazing. Um so look, I've been dancing for nearly 20 years now. Um and I've had a lot of dance partners. My main dance partner is Katrina, who is my business partner. I've been dancing with her for 15 years, but I've also danced with other people because along the line I've danced with proams. I've danced with professionals in uh, in competitions because Katrina couldn't compete at the time, mm. um, you know, but my main dance partner is Katrina. But I've danced with a lot of different people. And being lead and follow, one of the things that I love the most as a challenge is to be able to dance with everyone, yes. not just socially but on stage as well. And it's something that I love doing. So dancing with different people, um, as much as at first it was a little bit challenging to try to get them to adapt to me. I then eventually learned that if I adapt to them, it became much easier. And that actually became a lot more fun. Because yeah. everybody I dance with, I dance slightly different. And we create different things because as a combination, we have different influence and different ideas. So dancing with different people became a huge blessing that I've been able to do. And um, even though it has its challenges, it has you know, more pros than cons. And that's why I love doing it.
0: Well, that's something I always recommend to anybody wanting to dance. Do change partners as much as you can because every single guy leads differently, yep. every single woman follows differently. But even yep. like I found it so exciting because like, you know, I lead myself as well now and I, I because I've followed for, you know, over 20 years dance experience as well, like you, to get into leading, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really switching my brain around right now, but yep. I love it because it's another challenge. It's like learning everything over again. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So another really good thing for the brain, guys. If you if you need to do that, if you get dancing, I always tell
1: the guys, you know, if if they've never watched the movie What Women Want with Mel Gibson, where he wakes up one morning and he knows everything that women want, <laughs> and so therefore he can do exactly what they want. And they're happy as if you're never going to get that power. But if you learn to follow, <laughs> you'll understand what they need so you can lead them better.
0: That is true. And by me learning to lead, I actually had respect, more respect for any man that was leading me. I'm like, oh, yeah, you have to think of, like, every single move we have to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, and look, let's be honest, the man. Doing, you know, two things at once is a challenge as it is.
0: <laughs> I know, right? And
1: so I, great
0: I, I... <laughs> So, even more respect now. That's a good point.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, with dancing with all different types of women too, like what does your wife think about that? Does she ever get a bit jealous or I guess with being a bit of a dancer herself, she kind of gets it?
1: Yeah, c- contrary. I mean, we dance together sometimes and when I, especially when I travel, she always travels and performs and teaches with me. Yeah. Um, she also has different dance partners. Um she was a dancer before we got together and, you know, and even till now she still dances for my company and she teaches and she performs and, you know, I help her with her dance partners and their choreographies and we run teams together. So it's actually part of our norm.
0: Yeah, you just get each other because that's something yeah. like, you know, when you watch people, if you've never danced before and you watch people dancing bachata, you're like, whoa, like they've got to be a couple, right? Because it can be so central, But the dance industry, like, you know, at any socials, I'll dance with a stranger and I'll do the exact same thing. Like (laughs) it is just the
1: industry. And, you know, even when we go out social dancing, I try to have the first and last dance return. Then we dance with everybody else. I think there's a big misconception sometimes when, when people go onto YouTube and they look at some of the top couples and a lot of the top couples are together. Mm. so so they dance very sensual yes but then when you try to transfer exactly the same to somebody else you not especially if you're not together it won't come across the same way so you're just going to learn how to adapt um but also understand the sounds when you see a couple dance together there's always going to be that extra connection that you're not going to have with someone you don't know
0: absolutely um,
1: yeah but it doesn't mean that you can't dance together have good connection Um. And still be able to dance with different
0: people. Yeah, you probably just won't have like that whole "I'm in love with you" sort of look.
1: 100,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I really want to come to one festival. I haven't even been to one yet, but it's on my it's on my list. I promise, Nestor. Next awesome. one. Awesome. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Hey guys, it's Roger Me from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, e-book and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. I've got to say, even though I've only just met you today, something I really and I've watched, you know, a lot of your videos on social media too. something I just love and respect about you is just how strong you are in willing to fight through everything. And, you know, whether it's running a business or dancing or anything like that. But for those who don't know, you are actually currently going through chemo for stage four. Is it bowel cancer?
1: Age for bowel cancer.
0: I was so sorry to hear that. But as I said, you are like fighting through. It's like it's (laughs) not even there, not going to stop you. I love that attitude because to a lot of people, they probably be really down, especially I don't know whether you were really down after that initial diagnosis but you know you've been still running a business you still did all the bachata festival (laughs) and you're still going through chemo so please just tell us your story about how you get through you must still have those down days and when you're I've I've never gone through chemo myself but just from other people's stories uh, you're the very first person I've had on the show that's going through it I've definitely heard a lot of those days that are just really low on energy, you've got nothing, you just want to stay in bed all day. So, How do you get through that, especially mentally?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I've always been a go-getter, competitive, yeah. not in the sense of have to be better than everyone but always trying to excel. Mm. Um, I don't like – I'm the kind of person who tries to be the out, out, outrider, you know, always outside the statistics. And if somebody says you can't, I then – work my hardest to prove that I can.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, going I started dancing at 22, 23 as a bricklayer. When somebody, when I started competing at the world's and I said my goal was to win the title, I was told no. Ten years later, I finally won. And then the floodgates open, I won a lot more after that. Yeah. But why am I saying that is I approached this the same way. When I was first diagnosed, you know, I before they gave me my staging, the night before, you know, I I sat down and I made a decision. Well, if they give me 1% chance, that's a hell of a lot more than I need to get past this, mm. you know. And so when I was staged and my wife was there and, you know, even though it sounded bad, you know, stage four, they told me how much that's spread all over the place. You know, they told me my diagnosis and life expectancy and all that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of blocked out everything and I decided, well, I'm not the same as everybody else. I never have been. So I'm going to continue working the way I work. And I decided, well, I have a choice. I was actually even by a specialist, even until June this year, um, as far as when my life expectancy is concerned. And I decided, um, it was, so I was given 20 months. Um, so then I decided, you know what, I've got a choice. I can sit back and wait for that day to come.
0: Yeah, like probably lot of other people. In which
1: case I will be consumed in the issue. Um, And I'm a firm believer that if your mind gives up, so does your body. Um, And so I decided it was no matter what, I'm going to continue to live my life and do everything that I do. Um, You know, as soon as I got diagnosed, I got sent in for this emergency 10-hour operation to remove all this stuff out of my body. Um, They told me that, they didn't know where I was going to be able to dance again because I literally had was open from like I've got a massive scar straight up the top. They cut straight through, removed part of the liver. I had like resection of the, the of the bowel. I had resection of the liver, peritoneal, all these lymph nodes. Um, I probably lost like five kilos after the operation just from what was removed, right? But so I and then literally when they told me I wasn't able to do it, I said, "Well." That's what you say to everyone. And literally in just under three months, me and Katrina were back on stage performing.
0: Wow.
1: Um, And so that was something that I, once I did that, I was like, you know what? I know what they've said, but I know what I can do. Um, And I haven't stopped, you know? Um, I've had it. and So it's been just under two years. And I've had like six operations. I've gone, I went through six months of chemo before and came back and had another, uh, came back in the liver and then got that cut out and then came back even stronger. Um, and now I'm going through the chemo for that. Um, but I've always made sure there are a couple of things I don't do. Um, I don't give up and make sure I eat even the days that, you know, I I don't want to eat because it's very common and that's why people get so skinny. Mm. Um, it's, it's easy to fall into that trap and completely understandable why it happens. So force myself to be active, force myself to eat. And I think as a result of those things, it's kept me happier yeah. and it's kept me motivated. And I and I push because at the end of the day, I also have a wife that wants me here, a family that wants me here, and a studio that needs me here. So unless I'm leading from the front, I don't feel like I'm doing the right thing. So I, I, I keep pushing, I keep working, um, and it keeps everyone around me in a good place so that their support in turn then helps me push even further forward. Um, yeah. I think it's about choices. It's it how it is.
0: I think we forget about how, you know, strong our brains are and our yeah. whole mental attitude about everything. As soon as you give up, yeah, your body will give up as well. So it is good that, you know, and we know the dancing makes you really, really happy. I can just see the passion there whenever you talk about it. So your body's just going to do that too. And by dancing, you know, that's the best, like, exercise, best mental thing for you. I I couldn't think of anything better for, you know, your recovery as well.
1: Look, it doesn't mean that I don't have my bad days. You know, I've had bad days. Yeah. You know, but I try to remind myself that, you know, one bad day doesn't overall ten good days. Yes. You know? Um and the other thing is again I you know, regardless of my situation, I get to go to sleep and then when I wake up in the morning, I get to do what I love. Mm. Um and, and you know
0: grateful for another day too.
1: Yeah, being stage four, maybe one this will take me. You know, one day it'll beat me. Maybe one, I don't know, whatever the future holds. Um but there's no I don't think there is a need for me to stop and worry about what might happen Mm-mm. because I could cross the street tomorrow and get hit my car. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not going to, you know, be cautious with every step that I take because I have cancer,
0: Yeah.
1: you know. At the end of the day, I will just continue and if I can enjoy every day for the rest of my life, whether it's a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years. I'm gonna enjoy everything.
0: Yeah. See, I love yeah. that attitude. Oh, I just wish <laughs> everyone was like you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I can understand why it's difficult for people as well. Mm. I, 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 again, I, I've always been different to most people, in which I, I see this as a challenge, and so I take it on as a challenge to excel. Yeah. Not a challenge to see when I'm gonna finish. Mm. You know, and. I know it's not easy for a lot of people and I can understand why they struggle. I just, I think I've been blessed from a very young age from what my parents instilled in me and what life has thrown at me and the way that I've approached things that everything I've done up to this point, whether it's fate or whatever it is, it has taught me a lot of lessons, valuable lessons that I can now use to get past this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So everything. i have one, Maybe my situation would be different. Mm. And even as you mentioned just before we started recording, you're like, I don't think this is supposed to take me. This is supposed to be so I can share my story like you're doing today. So thank you. And and spreading the word. And I'm guessing your advice would probably be make sure everybody keeps going to the doctor, get scans, you know, regular checkups.
1: You know, I've learned, I've like... So whenever I used to do competitions, I researched the competition that I'm entering. I researched what the judges are looking for so then I can get the best results. So when it came to this, before my operations operation going into chemo, I researched everything. I researched what they're going to take out, what they're going to do and what I need to do to recover best. And so I've been able to learn so much that maybe if I knew a lot of this stuff before going into it or before this happened to me, one, maybe I could have avoided it or caught it at an earlier stage instead of stage four. Um, But at the same time, I wasn't told by the doctors all the information, and this is what I believe, is they give me all the information that they need to know to do certain things to treat me. But there's a lot more information that I wasn't given on how to tackle this in a better way. So I tried to learn as much as possible. So if I can help one person with this information, um then that is good for me. Like I, I I feel like I haven't had this for no reason. Mm. If I just get sick and die of it and it doesn't help anybody, then I think that's a waste. Yeah. You know, if it was supposed to take me but I use this to help people get past it, then, then this is not a waste. It's just a, a role that I was given.
0: Mm. Well, stage four, you know, how did you end up uh, finding out about it? Were you in pain or...?
1: So I, unfortunately, I was I, I was having symptoms two years leading up to it and I kept approaching, two, two three years leading up to it, and I kept approaching my doctor, um, also because I have cancer in the family. Um, he kept telling me I was too young and then eventually I was diagnosed with diverticulitis, which is a bowel issue. Um, and then I ended up in hospital with severe pain in fever, um and that's when they said you don't have diverticulitis. You've got stage four bowel cancer. Um, wow. So they found it, but I went to the hospital for something else. I was actually very lucky. It was during COVID. I was supposed to get some scans, but the imaging place because I had a fever said, "Look, oh, can't come here. Just in case it's COVID, go to the hospital." Yeah. And so when I got to the hospital and my fever was there and I had uh, pain, in the, you know, in the stomach. Um, and so they, obviously, when you're in hospital, they test you for everything, just in case. Yeah. And, then, and that's how they found it. So had I not gone to the hospital, because um, the tumour um, was so big that it actually broke through the colon wall, um, and then it spread all through my stomach and my predestine, et cetera. So had I not ended up in hospital, I probably wouldn't be here.
0: Yeah. And, and, so, and um, if you hadn't had that misdiagnosis too, you probably actually could have caught it earlier.
1: I could have caught it, you know. Mm-hmm. Even before it was stage one, maybe as as a polyp, before yeah. it, you know, it <laughs> when indicated- it was tiny. <laughs> Serious, yeah. But you know, these things happen in life, and I believe there's a re- everything happens for a reason. Mm,
0: me too. Um,
1: yeah. And that's why I think I wasn't put in this position to do nothing with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you're really spreading the word, and yeah. thank you for telling us all about your story today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I truly believe you're going to be around for a long time. Come on, like yeah, how could you not be with that energy and
1: that passion for life? So, <laughs> keep Look, if I give doing. up, my wife will kill me before cancer does anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, <can't> <laughs>
0: that's really good. That lightened the mood up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And to lighten the mood up even more as well, I had some fun facts about you that I just wanted to, you know, talk to you about. Oh, Apparently, on the Latin Dance website, where you know, with the uh, your biography there and everything, you said that you wanted to learn how to, you know, play the bongos and the guitar and everything, so you could be like a one-man bachata band. How are you going with that? Have you done? Have you started learning any yet?
1: Um, I started learning how to play bongo and oh, then I good. soon realised that I'm a better musician with my feet and hands with a dance partner than with an actual instrument. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good. Maybe keep with what you're good at. <laughs> and is it true that you, are, you have a love for movies? Was that something maybe you wanted oh, yeah. to get into as another so, career, like be an actor or behind the scenes?
1: No, look. Movies for me is where I can sit down and not think about anything else except for the movie.
0: Yeah, that's oh. something I love too. I'm a
1: massive Marvel fan. Oh, me Marvel too. Disney, so anything superhero and stuff like that, I can watch for hours.
0: I'm guessing you're seeing Doctor Strange
1: this week then. A hundred and fifty. Tonight I'm watching the final episode of Moon Knight, which also from the Marvel world and Disney. Yep. And then on Friday I'm going to go see um, Doctor Strange because I can't tomorrow, but. I'm seeing it on Friday too!
0: What a small world! (laughs) In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, wi-fi, electric power lines and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website allgoneeffectsaustralia.com.au. That is o r g o n e effectsaustralia.com.au and type in the coupon code rave it up at checkout. Now, so, I know I've taken up a lot of your time already, Nesta, but would you like to play a game with me before we finish up today? Go for it. Yeah, we've got a legendary game here on Rave It Up. It's called the 2-minute hot Seat. And what I do is I ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats or singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. All right. <laughs> and when we finish, we have a leaderboard and I'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. Cool. Oh. Now, since you're into, obviously in the industry, um, i got to find her, but... You know, Ataka and Alamana, yes. famous bachata dancers. We've had Alamana on the show. i just got to find her. She's played it. I'm pretty sure she did. Where is she?
1: <laughs> we're actually trying to bring them for the festival next year.
0: Oh, really? Well, I've got a contact for them if you need them.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good because we're only just talking, her and I were talking about, yeah, when you, when you come to Australia again, you know, let us know. Cool. So there you go. Might, might be with you. So top of the Zoom leaderboard is 57 questions. And the top of the actual whole leaderboard is 101, but over Zoom I don't expect you to be that fast. I would be very, very impressed. Um, Yeah, okay, never mind. She didn't play it, but she did come on the show. Or I didn't write her name down on the leaderboard. Either one. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) lesson learnt. All right, let me get my stopwatch out. And I'll change the view so I can see us both. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready, Nesta? Yep. Intense. Okay. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. iPhone or Samsung? Samsung. Apple or Android? Android. Rap or rock music? Rap. Rock or pop? Pop. Bachata or salsa music? Bachata. (laughs) Beach or pool? Uh, Pool. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes?
1: Brunettes.
0: Sweet or salty? Salty. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. Mac or PC? PC. SUV or convertible? Uh, SUV. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Sing or dancing? Sing. Dogs or cats? Ah, uh, dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Winter. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson?
1: Scarlett Johansson. Of Johnny Android.
0: Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. More online shopping? Online. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Friends. Football or soccer? Soccer. Christmas or your birthday? My birthday. Night or day? Day. Bus or train? Bus. Straight or curly hair? Straight. Eye color, blue or brown? Brown. Vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Texting or calling? Text. Sydney or Melbourne? Sydney. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Booze. Starbucks or Glory Jeans? Starbucks. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? Harry Potter. Family Guy or The Simpsons?
1: Family Guy.
0: McDonald's or Hungry Jacks?
1: Macca's.
0: <laughs> Red Rooster or KFC? Crazy. French fries or chips? Fries. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Pies or sausage rolls? Pie. Tomato sauce or barbecue sauce? Tomato. Guitar or drums? Guitar. Sneakers or thongs? Sneakers. Bike or scooter? Bike. Leather or denim? Leather. City or country? City. And we're out of time. <laughs> wow, because it's starting to get really quick there at the end. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> How many questions do you think you answered in that time, Nesta?
1: Oh, look, if 100 is the highest, um, I think maybe 70, 60.
0: 70. And what did I say? At top of the Zoom leaderboard was 57 questions. Do you think you, you, you beat that?
1: I think I beat it.
0: <laughs> you have answered... 54 questions so ah! a little bit lower you're at number three on the zoom leaderboard so number three. Cool. really good, really good effort especially <laughs> over zoom <laughs> <But if> we- <laughs> When if, when when I should say when we eventually meet in person, we'll play it in person, all right? And you can get me to the top of the sounds good. <laughs> I look forward <laughs> to it. After this interview, I checked again, and La Alamana, real name Tanya Kensinger, answered forty six questions for this game in a sitting, number nine on the Zoom rave It Up leaderboard. So Nesta beat her. Now even though. You've already achieved so much in your career, Nesta. Please tell us what can we expect from you in the future or what can we expect from Latin Dance Australia in the future too?
1: Look, um, our plans are to continue to get keep people dancing and, you know, we would, we would love to make all of Australia, you know, if not all of Sydney dance, you know, as, as much as possible. Mm. Um, especially with everything that we're going through, we think dance can make people happy. Yeah. So And also bring people back together after so much time of isolation. Yes. So that's our main goal is, is, is you know, continue with that, with LDA and making that as big as possible. Bachata Festival, obviously keep that going and continue to spread bachata, which I love so much. And I would like to eventually make bachata more mainstream than salsa.
0: Yes, you know, General public,
1: everybody knows salsa. Even if they don't dance at the photo of salsa. Mm. You know, I want to get bachata to that level especially yeah. in Australia.
0: It's a good goal to have. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, it's a way better dance. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview, Nestor. It's gone so quickly with you. I've had so much fun.
1: <laughs> you yeah, likewise.
0: But as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question here on Rave It Up, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self?
1: The same thing I actually messaged my staff this morning. Mm. it's a privilege to wake up in the morning and to know that we get a chance to do it all over again and do it better than yesterday. Yeah. Um, Because if I, everything I know now, if I knew then, you know, um, you know, who knows what life would be is, but I'd be able to look back and even though I look back and have no regrets and I appreciate everything, I think I could have done a lot more, you know, and seen life in a very different light.
0: Absolutely. That's really good advice for everybody. I love that. It is a privilege to wake up in the morning. I always say that to myself. The the first thing I say I'm grateful for is that I woke up this morning. So thank you for another person saying it. (laughs) Uh, Before we go, if our audience want to contact you or find out what you're up to in the future, where should they go? Where should we go follow you?
1: Uh, Look, main thing is Facebook. If If you don't get through on the friend request, just follow. You'll be able to see what I'm doing anyway. You can still message me. I'm mostly on Facebook, also now more on Instagram, but um, you can message me on Instagram as well, Nestle Manuelen. Um, Both are just my name, Nestle Manuelen, nothing else. Um, Or you can contact me through my, you know, company website or company page, Latin Dance Australia or Sydney Pachata Festival. Um, But, yeah, probably quickest way is Facebook.
0: Yeah, probably. That's what everybody's already on. (laughs) yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Nesta. I really appreciate your time.
1: No worries. Thank you for having me. Um, And I look forward to seeing what all this looks like.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, you're welcome on the show anytime, all right? So in the future, I'd love to have you on again and we can chat about something else. I don't know what yet, but I know it'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, look, life has many, many different corners and twists and turns, so I'm sure there's always something to talk about. We can talk about how I beat my illness next
0: time. Yes, I love that. Yes. When you're in remission, you come to me, all right?
1: Sounds good.
0: We'll do like a little celebration party. We'll do that in person next time, all right? Like I'll bring you a a cake or something.
1: (laughs) Cake is good. I feel like you need
0: something bigger than a cake. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This
0: is true. I'm sure we will meet eventually in the future as well. We obviously both live in Sydney and hopefully we can dance together one day. Fingers
1: crossed. Sounds good. Likewise.
0: But keep in contact and I'll chat to you in the future.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Nesta. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends